Thank you very much. You did very well. Had some hard, hard names in there, especially Diotrophes. I had to look that one up myself to see how they actually pronounced it. Good evening. How is everyone? Good. There's a bit of a. I think over here there was a bit of. A, how is everyone? Good. Good. I ask you to uh, please keep your Bibles open as I'll be pinpointing some words that come out of there, uh, come out of the truth from 3 John tonight. So I ask that you just keep them open, have a look, see where it comes from, and as we get into this letter from, from John. As I said the, just then, the letters from John the Apostle, uh, who he humbly puts himself as the elder like he did in 2 John, as he writes these. And it's a letter to a guy named Gaius. Now there's a few Gaiuses here in the New Testament, and it's, it's not believed that this Gaius is any of the other Gaiuses. So Gaius is one of those names that's a very common name, like Daniel or, or John or something like that. It's, it's very common in these, this day and age. Now, the letter has a real sense of encouragement. There's a real sense of love in the letter. You know, Gaius is like, dear friend, I pray for you. You know, there's that certain of love there, and there's a real sense of hope there to Gaius. And as we go through the letter tonight, we'll have, have a look at these two characters and, and what they do. But let me first bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for your love, for your encouragement, for your hope. Lord, I ask that as we, as we speak about this letter, as we go through it, that you just have our hearts open. Lord, tell us what you want to tell us. And let our hearts be open for you to mold us and use us for your will. Amen. Now in grade five, I was at school and I had this, had this friend and um, I'm pretty sure he was rich. Well, at least he played like he was rich. Um, and he came to school one day with this $100 bill. And so a green $100 bill. When you're in grade five, you're like, oh man, I've never seen one of them before. And you're just like... That's awesome, and so you want to see it and that sort of thing. And, um, and he said, do you want it? And I said, and great, five. I'm like, yeah, I'll have it. <laughs> but I didn't want it for, like, to give it to somebody else or anything like that. I wanted it for my own you know, sinful desires and for myself. And, and yeah, so I, so I got this $100, and we're, I don't know how long ago, how long passed, and I was at a party at the best place in the world, fun house and uh, I had this hundred dollars still in my pocket or wallet or something like that and so you get a few lot of tokens for the party and uh, my mom's laughing over here because she knows the story and um, and so I'd used all my tokens up and I'm like well what do I do oh I've got a hundred dollar note <laughs> I didn't use all the hundred dollars I just used ten dollars which was got a lot of tokens and so used ten dollars got a lot of tokens and had a bit of fun I don't know how it happened, but mum caught me having the money and something like that, or um, it found out that I had this $100 note, and so in the end, I had to, had to give it back to the kid. But um, it's just, just sort of something that we do. Like, if we get a bit of money or we, we want something, like, we almost want to keep stuff for ourselves. We almost want it for us. You know, when you pick up money and you see someone's just dropped it, it's almost that, that little voice. It's, do I, do I keep it? Do I, do I give it back? What should I do? What's, what's good? What's bad? What should I do? It's, it's like that little picture that I've got up there. 
you know, it's that little angel on one side and the devil on the other. It's the angel sort of saying, you should give the money back. It's not your money to give. And then the angel on the devil on the other side saying, keep it for yourself. Go to Funhouse, get heaps of tokens, get heaps of tokens with $100. And it's, it's that sort of thing that's like almost always battling. We see these, the angel and the devil pop up in a lot of TV shows and movies. My favorite one is, uh, I think it's The Emperor's New Groove. Um, everyone likes that one. Yeah, Joy loves that one. Emperor's New Groove. I watched that just recently. And yes, I'm not a kid, but I love that movie. It's so cool. Uh, Kronk is my favorite. I was going to put a picture up, but I didn't. And, um, and it's that sort of image that we sort of, we get a little bit of that good and evil here in the 3 John. Now, verse 11, it says, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God, and anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. So the good and evil. We have two characters here in the, in the verse, well, it's three but I'm going to talk mainly about two, and that's Gaius and Diotrephes. And let's face it, Diotrephes, that's a hard word to say, so I'm just going to call him D tonight, make it nice and easier. Alexandra, you should have used the word D, but I didn't brief you beforehand. Um, now, D, it seems like here in the verse that he's, well, he's in the church. It seems like he's a senior pastor, or at least has a high level of influence here in the church, because uh, when John, John writes, he said, I already wrote to the church, but, Di, but D refused the letter. D said, no, we're not having any of that. So, so this is this character D here. He has this high level of influence, probably the senior pastor um, or at least an elder in the church. And then we have the other character here, which is, which is Gaius. And uh, Gaius doesn't say he's part of a church. Uh, he was probably part of the church that D is a leader of, uh, but got kicked out or at least he lives nearby and he's sort of almost living in a community of believers that are, that are holding to the truth. Uh, he gets a real good rap here from, from John the Apostle. And, and that's sort of what we're going to look at tonight. You know? How, it's sort of holding to the truth by doing what is good. And we're going to look at how we are to do what is good. And looking at Gaius, who is doing what is good? Well, as we would say in our church, he's a passionate follower of Jesus. And then we're going to look at D, who's doing what is evil. And I'm going to call him, I'm going to say that he's being a passionate follower of self, or a passionate follower of himself. Let's first look at, look at Gaius. Now, all we know about Gaius here is in 3 John. Uh, the couple of other Gaiuses that are mentioned in the New Testament are in Romans, 1 Corinthians, and Acts, uh, but they're not the same guy. Now, and Gaius... He really was a passionate follower of Jesus from what we see here. He does, there's no letter against him writing that he's doing bad stuff, so all that we know about him is here. But, but how is Gaius a passionate follower? So as I said, keep your Bibles open as, I, as we look at a few things here. In verse 4 and 5, we can see that it says he was a faithful to the truth. You know, he's walking in the truth of the Lord and John said, it's no greater joy than to see that my brother, that my friend is walking in this truth. You know, he's faithful in welcoming the brothers and sisters in the truth, even though they are strangers. Now, Brendan spoke a little bit about this last week. It's sort of almost welcoming 
You know, if somebody's hurt or if somebody's struggling in another congregation or even the other side of the church that, that is a stranger to you, you're going to help them. You're going to show this, this love and help these believers. It's that real genuine love for believers that guys has. That's what it is. It's that genuine love that sort of almost sets him apart as a passionate follower of Jesus. He's real praised for his hospitality as well. A couple of weeks ago, not last Friday, but the Friday before, we had what's called a progressive dinner at youth. And so everyone was excited. Youth to know about it. But the hospitality that we had from the families and the, um, and the couples that we went to when they gave us food was amazing. We first went down to Hope House where uh, Bronwyn Ford uh, made soup for us and, and we all had soup, had a real nice time down there. And then we moved, we moved on from there and went to the Batten's place, Don and Leslie Batten. And we had pizza. They had this fire pit nice set up. Uh, I heard he went up on the roof and put these lights up so we had enough lighting out there. And the effort that he went to to put all that together was showing hospitality. He was showing hospitality to the youth. Some are believers, some are getting there, and some are just not believers at all. And they're seeing this hospitality of people opening their houses, walking through, treading mud on there as well. And it was a really good time. Then we went on to dessert. And dessert, oh, everyone loves dessert. And there was about 12 or 14 different toppings that you could have on your ice cream that they got and they bought and everything like that. It was just amazing. I, I walked, we were walking back here to the church and I had a stomach full and I hardly ate anything. And it was just amazing. And that's, and that's the hospitality that we're, we're showing now. And that's, that's what Gaius was praised for then. So those people that are showing hospitality are being passionate followers of Jesus by showing that hospitality like that. And also another thing that, you know, we're talking about going on a mission trip tonight and um, as we're heading over to Fiji, the real sense here that the believers that were coming through were missionaries and they, Gaius here showed that incredible hospitality to these missionaries. You know, he, he real showed them love. He fed them, gave them accommodation there. And as John writes, he instructs them, he instructs John to send them on a way in a way that matters all. Send them on a way, in a way that honours God. In a way that really honours the Lord. And that means like with food and sort of support them and be with them. And that's, and that's what the church has done for the mission trip that's going into Fiji. We're sending the team on a way that honours God. And I say there's, there's hardly any funds left to go after today and after some of the fundraising. So I just... It's amazing to see that we're living out here as passionate followers of Jesus, like Gaius did back 2,000 or so years ago. And even all the missionaries that we support long-term as well, you know, we're continuously supporting them and showing them love. And when they come back here, we're encouraging them and we're living with them. And that's, and that's what we should be doing. We should be really showing them the love and showing them that we're supporting them. You know, if you, if you get some of the ministries... if some of the missionaries, if you get their prayer letters, take some time and, and pray for them and spend some time. And that's how we're supporting them from a long distance away. And let's really welcome them and live as passionate followers of Jesus, just like Gaius. So that's Gaius. 
And the next one, D, or Diotrephes. And Diotrephes here, it says that he loves to be first. He loves to be first. He loves to be a passionate follower of self. He's full of pride. He's unwelcoming to the other believers. Even John the Apostle, apostle he's unwelcoming to John the Apostle. Seriously, man, this is John. He lived with Jesus. How can you be unwelcoming to him? But he was. He was, he was about himself. And he's spreading this malicious, malicious nonsense as well about John. You know, it's saying that oh, what he believes is wrong. Don't do that. They're not loving. They're not welcoming. They're not keeping people in home groups. They're not really encouraging the people. They're not real believers. As I say those words, do you feel like you've said a couple of those words before? Because I feel like I've said a couple of those words before. They're not real believers. They don't really follow the truth. You know, they're not really following the Bible. I don't see them opening the Bible. When we think about different denominations and how we look at different denominations, you know, whether it's, you know, the Pentecostals or, or the, you know, the Catholics even and Anglicans and Uniting Church, do we, do we spread malicious nonsense about them? Are we... Are we saying bad things about them that's putting them down when they very well are doing the good work of Jesus? How, how are we in a position to say they're not doing the good work of Jesus? You know, that's, that's not building Jesus up. It's almost building our church up and saying, we as Baptists are, are the truth. We hold to the truth as Baptists. And that's building up the church. That's almost like what, guys, what Diotrephes is doing here. He's spreading malicious nonsense. He's building up his own church and his own kingdom. And even though we may be doing other good works, but I think we just should be keeping an eye on our tongues and how we do that so that we are building up the kingdom of God and not ourselves. Now he, D here really refuses to welcome the other believers. To the point where those believers that come, the people that are welcoming the other believers in his church, he'll kick them out of the church. He'll get rid of them. He'll go, Ryan, if you're ever going to welcome any of the missionaries that come through here, we're going to kick you out of the church. You're out of here. And that's, and that's what they're doing. He's forbidding this hospitality. And we just look at that and we just go, how can you do that? How can you forbid the hospitality? You know, this guy D is really possessive of the church. He's really going to the nth degree to get rid of these, these missionaries. He's real that passionate follower of himself. It's all about the self. He is the center of the universe in his little church there. And we had the image of the, the devil and the angel on the shoulder He's really just listening to that devil. He's just feeding him the information. He doesn't care about the angel or Jesus on the other side. He's just listening to that devil and it's just feeding him information. And think about yourself. Keep that $100 note. Go to Funhouse. That'd be heaps of fun. You know, it's all about yourself. I want to tell you, if, if anything that Diotrephes is doing here, if there's anything D's doing here, 
that you sort of have a look and you, you feel like you're doing maybe all of it or a little bit in your life, this is almost a red flag book where you can just have a look at it and just go, I shouldn't be doing that. I should be doing what Gaius is doing. And as, as we look about the verse, and there's sort of two responses that you can have from this message. You can either be encouraged because you are doing what is good. Let's look at Gaius. If you're doing the things that Gaius is doing, you should be encouraged. You know, if you're showing love, if you're showing hospitality, if you're welcoming, welcoming believers... You should be really encouraged by this verse. That you're doing what is good in the eyes of the Lord. You're helping believers. But if you're not feeling encouraged, if you're feeling like you're doing a little thing, a few things like Dee's doing, you almost need a change. This is the verse that, that God is saying you, you should change. Change to what Gaius is doing and do what is good. And the central verse of that, of this book here, is that verse 11 that I read out before. And it says, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Let's imitate what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Brothers and sisters, let's, let's live as passionate followers of Jesus. Our mission is to work with God in transforming people into passionate followers of Jesus. That's what we're here for. We want you to be passionate followers of Jesus. We want you to love Jesus. We want you to share this love here. And this whole year we've been talking about working with God. And let's start, let's turn around, let's look to God and let's start working with Him. Let's live as passionate followers of Jesus. Now, as the band comes up, I'm just going to close in prayer. And I want you to sort of think about as we go into the week, as we you know, go into the rest of the year, are you living as a passionate follower of Jesus? I encourage you to read, read this book over and go and just pinpoint some of the things that Gaius is doing and live in those things. Let me pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for these examples that we can find in the Bible. Lord, I thank you for your brother Gaius, our brother that lived in the truth, lived as a passionate follower of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone here in the church that is living as passionate followers of Jesus. There's a lot of us here that are living as passionate followers of Jesus. But there's still a few of us here that are on the way or are still living some things for ourselves and living passionate, passionately for ourselves. Lord, I ask that you would just work in us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, just correct us and rebuke us, Lord. Amen.